Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week is Newsies Nook 50th episode. It has been an honor to serve this community in this capacity, and I want to thank you, the listeners, and to those who have also been on the show. It warms my heart to get your messages on how this podcast has helped you. As a thank you, I did a Newsies Nook giveaway, and the winners are... Kirk74614035 wins one $50 Tykables gift card. Wet Himself wins one $50 ABU gift card. Oling123 wins one $50 ABU gift card. And Baby Teo wins one $50 Playtime gift card and a play pack of their choosing. Thank you to everyone who participated. It was fun to see which episodes have resonated with you. All right, kiddos, let's get into this loaded episode. This week in Newsies News, an Indiana city refuses to do a nearly $6 million deal with the owner of My Inner Baby. My Indie Star is reporting that the city of Noblesville went back on their $5.5 million deal with the owner because My Inner Baby is an adult diaper store and should be rezoned as a sex shop. This week, My Inner Baby lost its appeal to the city to be rezoned. The owner of My Inner Baby, Ryan Polakoff, also owns a woodworking supply company called Woods Turnings. Ryan reached a preliminary agreement with the city last October for property tax incentives if he built his new Wood Turnings headquarters in town. The paper says that when the city discovered Ryan owned another business called My Inner Baby, it nixed the deal because, quote, it didn't meet the morals of the city. The paper reports the city denies that it pulled out of the deal because Ryan wouldn't close the ABDL store, despite emails from the city indicating that was the reason. My Inner Baby says the fight is not over. In a Twitter post, the business tweeted they have retained their attorney to escalate this to the court system to fight back against this blatant disregard and government overstep. The tweet went on to say they are not looking for donations, but are looking to increase their visibility so they, so they can get more sales to organically fund this fight. Crinkles, the diaper company who does business with My Inner Baby, sent an email to the city laying out how diverse our community is and how labeling the store as a sex shop is misleading. If you would like to contact the city and voice your opinion, I have provided the phone number, email, and address to the city in the show notes. In other Newsies news, Stromatica, Casey Strom's event company, has announced its first event. Forever Playland is said to be a full immersion convention set for fall of 2023. The website says you can express your true self, discover new things, connections, and kinks at Forever Playland. No location or ticket pricing has been set, but if you have a TeddyCon 2020 or 2021 ticket, those can be redeemed at this or a future Forever Playland event. If you would like to volunteer or stay up to date, I've posted a link to Forever Playland's website in the show notes. Hey, it's me. Barney, remember from that one time? 
I'm starting a podcast and I'd love for you to listen. It is the least you could do. Especially if you're like me and being kinky made you feel like the weirdest, strangest, loneliest person in the world. It's called The Big Top, and each week I'm going to be discussing a particular topic to do with fetish and kink. I'm going to be discussing my own bizarre kinks and journey of self-discovery, as well as talking with guests about theirs and covering issues within the kink community. Oh yes, there'll be guests. Wonderful, beautiful, charming, horny guests, furiously trying to upstage me on my own podcast with mild to moderate success. When I'm not busy rudely interrupting my guests, we'll take the time to cover some heavier material and share our experiences. So catch The Big Top on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. In fact, it would be pretty rude of you not to, and I will take it personally. The Big Top is produced by Playtime Studios with new episodes every Tuesday. Catch the first two episodes on Tuesday, the 16th of August. This past weekend was jam-packed with kink events. I made a surprise appearance to Diaper Active in Los Angeles. I got diapered up and danced with a few cute diaper boys. I may have snoofed a pamp or two. Up in San Francisco, a few diaper boys went to Door Alley. I sat down with my friend Donkey Dope to get a quick recap of his experience. Let me ask you this. So I think it's very fun that, you know, we've known each other for, for I would say, like, about a year now. We've met once, hung out once. I think it's really cool that you, one, have a boyfriend now, and two, you were able to go with him to his first door. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, it's nice to have somebody in my life. I guess, you know, we're official now. Um, uh, It's Pup Reactor on Twitter. Um, And we had been seeing each other for a while, and, you know, we're both into kinky things. And um, we have, like, a nice little group of kinky people here in San Francisco, and obviously Dora was on the calendar. And so we got really excited. Um, in fact, he came over early last week and we had a whole outfit conversation where we put out some outfits and decided what we wanted to wear and like what themes we were because, you know, the festival was on Sunday, but there was a bunch of events like leading up to the festival. that So we were kind of like out all weekend doing a bunch of different things. Um, and it was great. It was really fun. Oh, what did he think about his first, well, I can only imagine what it, what he was thinking this whole time going to door like oh my gosh I get to like be surrounded by all these kinky people and wear diapers all out in public. Yeah, I mean he had a great time. Like um he was totally in his element like you know we got to kind of be out there and be really visible. We obviously have a lot of like kink friends in San Francisco and it's cool at a big festival like that cuz you kind of go with like a small group of people but then as you're kind of like walking around the fair, you kind of like see different groups and other people that you know. And um, there were so many really great looks. We just kept pointing out the looks that we, that we really, really liked um, because, you know, we were, I mean, I was wearing like a crop top and just a diaper and he was wearing something similar, but there were people out there that like were turning these incredibly ornate looks, you know, like whether it was like a full like gold lame, like bodysuit type situation. We saw one guy that had like, uh 12 foot like wings like angel wings that were all black and leather um and it looked awesome yeah Yeah, it looks awesome but i also i told um i told puff reactor at the time that um i feel like that looks good and it really looks it photographs well but like moving through a huge crowd of people with that forget about it that they deserve a medal just for that (laughs) right it's almost kind of like when you like 
diaper up too much for these like public events where you're like literally waddling the whole time and you're like okay we get it you look adorable but like that's not functional at all <laughs> and also you've got to be careful too because the two things about wearing diapers outside that people might not know if you're not used to doing it one is that if you bulk up too much you can get like thigh chafage that is real it's a real problem and it really sucks and it doesn't go away once you take the padding away um and then second thing is like you want to make sure that you put sunscreen on before you put on the diaper because the diaper doesn't have like a clear edge like a bathing suit or a piece of clothing does so like if you are not careful you can get like a weird diaper line burn around your torso which is like right where the uh the band like likes to sit so like then you every time you put it on a diaper after that for the next like two weeks you're just like oh gosh my stomach it burns are you speaking from experience oh absolutely i learned that lesson one time and i don't need to learn it again how many was there a lot of diaper people at door this year um because you had hmm. capcom this weekend and you had diaper active and those were just the diaper events i knew of it felt like everything <laughs> no totally it wasn't as many as i would have thought however door in my opinion tends to bring less diaper people than Folsom because door is kind of like um it's a little bit smaller than Folsom is um it is i think a little bit more geared towards like leather and like you know that kind of old school fetish where i think Folsom is more kind of like is more where you see like um athletic wear and like more kind of uh what i would consider like contemporary fetishes and like obviously that's you know that's not a rule right there were people wearing singlets at dory but that's just kind of like what my takeaway has been like being at both events right i've always looked at it as like door is like for the locals and for like the mm. the hardcore fetishists that like you know just want to get in there do their content do their kink get out or right. some scenes it seems more like disneyland i always hear it described as disneyland right like it's the main kink event of the season everyone comes right. out for it there's there's usually like looky loos that sneak their way in just to like <laughs> those looky loos Right. And it always makes it so awkward for everyone else because it's like, come on, if you're going to be in here, could you at least like do something I mean, kinky? You know, I have friends that don't like going to Folsom because for that exact reason where they feel like a little bit on display and that, you know, you get like a lot of these like, you know, straight people coming in um, and kind of like othering, you know, the community in a way where it's like, oh, look at this, you know, snapshot I took. I'm going to post to Instagram. I'm so crazy. I'm at Dory and this person's wearing a diaper. Right. But it's like, um, Consent is a really important thing, especially when taking and sharing photographs or with people who are in, you know, various states of undress and kinkwear. And I think that sometimes, you know, what I would consider like these tourists, like don't fully understand or grasp that. And it can make people feel a little uncomfortable to kind of go to these events when that is the case, right? Right. So follow-up question, did you have any hot, unexpected experiences at Door? Oh my gosh, uh, we did actually, um, which is kind of like towards the end of the day, like I didn't see this coming at all. It was kind of unexpected, but like uh, uh, my boyfriend had was like in desperate need of a change. And like, we were like trying to like walk over to where we could go lay down and like get him changed or whatever. In and public? In public, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of off to the side, but yes, outside in public. Um, 
and uh, we came across this pup that he knew and gosh i can't remember the pup's name now it escapes me um but this pup that he knew um and whose handler happens to be a friend of mine and they were just there and um the pup just um it's kind of like on the ground on all fours and then came over and just like slammed his face into uh, my boyfriend's diaper and was like getting into it and then you know then he was like putting his face into my diaper and then you know i was getting into it and then i like bent down and kept like saying all these naughty things to him Mm-hmm. And uh, the pup was getting obviously more and more riled up. And uh, he asked his handler if he could uh, come right there. And then he, uh, you know, started to jerk off and was like in our diapers. And I kept telling him what a you know, naughty puppy he was. And then he like came basically almost on our shoes. Um, and it was really, really hot. And my boyfriend was like, that is really hot. And I was like, yes, it was super hot. Um, and it was, it was awesome. And it was like funny too, because like as he was getting in there and going more at it and I'm like saying naughty things to him, like a kind of a crowd forms around, <laughs> around us, right? Uh, and so everyone's like watching and looking and, um, you know, I felt a little like, ooh, um, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, like doing stuff at Folsom and Door in public has a different energy to it than like just doing stuff in public, right? Like there's a crowd aspect, it's, you there's being... a performative aspect I, right yeah. there's a performative aspect and then especially if you're able to like write like who hasn't jerked off in their car or something but like you know to do something with another diaper boy in public that's always fun like i always think my hottest experience is when like this really hot guy like pissed in my diaper right, right next to the porta potties and then i was changed right next to the porta potties so i don't oh, know nice. like door door and Folsom always bring out like fun unexpected events a couple of years ago, I had when I went to Folsom East in New York, I um, got put on a was a St. Andrew's Cross, is that what they're called? And I got flogged. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I had never done that before, but I was like in just a diaper. I had a collar on in just a diaper. And there was like a video of me getting totally flogged. And I don't know if I would do it again, but it was the attention from the crowd definitely helped me kind of like, like, enjoy that scene in a way that I don't think I would have enjoyed it had it just been me and the guy who was flogging me. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I agree 100%. I actually, you know what, I would probably prefer to be flogged in public than I would in private because then I would be like, I'm doing this for the crowd. It's for the community. It's for the young ones. Right. It's for the community. It's for the children. Well, thank you, Donkey Dope, for coming to Newsies Nook and talking about your door experience. Hee-haw. Anytime. I love it. Thanks. Bye. No problem. Bye. In Chicago, hundreds of ABDLs soaked and sogged themselves at Capcom's Summer Cap. I got Little Tristan, Pup Zeke, Little Merman, and Max into Newsy's Nook to talk about their experience. Well, thank you, Little Tristan, for coming to Newsy's Nook. What did you think of Capcom? Oh, my gosh. So I absolutely love every single second of it. Um, there was a couple of memories that stick out the most that I want to talk about first. The first memory would be the opening ceremony. Um, for anyone that went, um, the opening ceremony, if it was your first time, you cried, you got chills, you met a lot of friends, you hugged a lot of people. And this is just the first 20 minutes of the con officially starting. Just them talking about um, how long they've been doing it and what to do, what not to do, and you know, giving us advice on you know what to do to make our first con happy and positive um so that was fun um the second best part for me personally and um a lot of my brothers i went with can agree the ball pit 
was phenomenally fun. It was just so much fun. Um, if you're in deep little space, get into that ball pit, especially if there's plenty of other people in the ball pit, get into that ball pit and just have fun, introduce yourself, try to make new friends. Um, at one point, I believe we had about seven or eight people in the ball pit at once. And uh, <laughs> it was just fun. Um, so we had this game where we are like, hey, anyone that jumps in the ball pit, let's just submerge them with the balls. Let's start throwing the balls all over them. Um, so every time someone jumped in, all we did was just start submerging them. And it just made, made a lot of laughs, a lot of giggles, and made a lot of friends. So it, it was just a lot of fun. Um, and at one point we had, it was like a 60-year-old man in there. Um, and that's when it kind of hit me that, you know, we're not here just to be cute. We're not here to hook up with anyone. We're not here to do whatever. We're here to be friends, to mingle and meet other people. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, he helped us play with, you know, my he helped me play with my brothers, throwing balls at them and just being fun and giggly. Um, so I made the effort to go up to him afterwards and say, hey, thanks for playing with me, me and my brothers. Um, what's your name? He gave me his name. We gave each other hugs. And, you know, he was adorable, you know, but it just goes to show you that age isn't everything. Um, so for me personally, my number one favorite thing um, was the ball pit. Um, the ball pit was fun. Uh, what else was fun? The crib. My three brothers and I all jumped in a crib and took a huge long nap for like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like it, it, everything was fun. You know, when you go there, there was not one dull moment, one time where I was like, okay, I'm bored. I don't know what to do with myself. It was always something to do. Um, but for advice, I will, I will have to say if it's your, for advice, just for me, <laughs> because it was my first con, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know I should take a nap. I just wanted to keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, so there, there were a couple of days um, during the con that I was only on an hour or two of sleep um, and I was just drained the whole time. Um, so my advice would be for your first con, try to take at least an hour worth of naps throughout the day. Um, take a break, drink lots of water. Um, and another thing would be go outside and get some sun. A lot of us are there for the con. So a lot of times we're just downstairs in the basement, playing with our friends, going down the slides, being in the ball pit. When I finally left that hotel and that sun touched my skin, I wanted to cry. I was like, whoa, I haven't felt sun in like three days. Um, so if you're going to go, and especially if you're staying at the host hotel, remember to take a nap because you're going to want to do everything. Uh, remember to drink lots of water because we're there to pee our diapers. And please remember to try and go out and get as much sun as you possibly can. Those are the best advice I can get. And just try to have fun and meet as many people as you possibly can. Did you expect to meet so many friends or did you expect to ha make so many friends there? Uh, so, I, I, yes, I did expect it because I've heard so many stories of people saying you're going to meet a lot of people. Um, but when, I, when my plane touched down in Chicago, the nerves kicked in and I was like, all right, I'm nervous. I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody. I'm having a panic attack. Um, but as soon as you enter the con, everyone is just welcoming, like, Everyone's hugging you. Everyone's, hey, how are you? How are you? I see you on Instagram. Um, and of course, like you immediately get a little starstruck because you see so many people you follow on Instagram. You see so many people you follow on Twitter and OnlyFans and just for fans and they're there right in front of your face and they're nice to you and they want to hug you and want to talk to you. They want to talk to you about life. They want to talk to you about diapers. So whatever nerves or, or bad energy you had or have, as soon as you go into that, that con space, it all goes away immediately immediately it literally just looks like a big daycare there's a whole bunch of there's hundreds of little just running around in their diapers playing playing tag booping each other's noses um so you see that and you immediately calm down um but yeah I, I did expect to meet a lot of friends and i've met so many people i've gotten so many phone numbers and 
um, and hugged so many people. It, it was just the time of my life. So if you get a chance, if you're ABDL, please, please, please get yourself a ticket. Go see Capcom. Don't worry about the nerves. Don't worry about the jitters. You will get there and you will be in ABDL heaven. Please do yourself that honor. Well, thank you, Pup Zeke, for coming to Newsy's Nook. How was Capcom? What was your favorite experience? Well, I will have to say um, the ability to meet uh, new people is always great because like with me being from Detroit, Michigan, the scene is basically never there. Like there's hardly anyone around these parts. The fact that there's events like Capcom and all all these other events coming up soon, it's just amazing to be able to meet new people and see old friends as well, because all our friends are far wide in between uh, states and stuff. And the ability just to meet new people is always wonderful. Was there an experience that that was totally unexpected that you were like, oh my gosh, like this is so special? I would say the moment I entered the hotel like immediately when i entered the hotel it's just like is this really happening is all these people like me like it's just such a mind-blowing experience that you're able to meet people who's exactly like you because when i was younger i always thought that i was the only one who enjoyed this stuff i was like i i'm an outcast i'm a freak i i i enjoy diapers and stuff like that but the fact that there's this hotel full of people like you is just such an amazing experience. Like, it's so surreal. Had you ever been in a room with that many diaper people before? Oh, never. Never in a million years. That was, like, the first time. Uh, my first Capcom was in 2018, and that was just such a mind-blowing experience. Like, the fact that I'm in a room full of people who are exactly like me. I could be myself, and it's just... So surreal with zero judgment too. Like there is no judgment at Capcom zero, and that's one of my favorite things about Capcom is like you can go there and be yourself and have a fun time without no judgment. Did you have an outfit for every single day? One hundred percent. Yes, I have. Like I bought like five different onesies before I came to Capcom twenty twenty two. Like it was insane. You said you've been to past Capcoms. How how does this one? Uh... How does this one compare to the other ones? Uh, each year it gets better and better. It, it's been a two-year hiatus because, you know, of reasons. Um, but they really outdid themselves this year. Like, they had this, I guess I could talk about it, like this su uh, summer camp theme. Like, it was like a camper theme. Mm -hmm. And the organizers were our, quote-unquote, camp counselors. It was such a, like, it just made me feel so comfortable instantly. Like, as soon as you get through the door... I know there's going to be a lot of people in the future who are shy and stuff, but as soon as you get in the door, you're going to feel comfortable. You feel you're going to feel welcome. You're just going to feel amazing about it. Oh, and then I always hear that you should never bring a whole lot of stuff because there's just so much to buy. Did you buy a lot of stuff at Capcom? This uh, year? I did not this year because I I already have like so many diapers back at home. I just realized it's like I'm not going to buy like five more cases and bring them home and just have nowhere to put them because I already have like a closet full of diapers because I, you know, soggy pup. <laughs> and then what piece of advice would you give to someone that would want to go, let's say next year, if they do it? I will give uh, actually three pieces of advice. Um, number one, definitely take care of yourself because at CatCon, there's a ton 
a ton of walking around. And if you don't hydrate yourself and feed yourself, you will be overexerted. And trust me, speaking from experience, I want to be a party animal by anyone else, but you do need sleep. You need to eat. You need to rest. Because if you don't, you'll be like me who stays up till 4 a.m. And then you um, sleep in until 12 and then you miss a class, which actually brings me to uh, advice number two. If it is, if it's your first year, definitely check out the classes at Capcom because they will definitely help you discover more about yourself. And probably the last piece of advice I would give is just be yourself. Have fun. That's the whole point of Capcom is to make new friends. As the Capcom motto goes, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Last question, just because I'm so curious. Did you have a favorite class? Uh, I would say uh, Dr. Rhoda's How to Control Your Emotion class, because she is excellent. She's, at, she's an actual licensed psychologist who attends these events, and she helps ABDLs discover themselves. Like She takes time out her day just to attend these events, and it's amazing. It's really worth the listen. Well, thank you, Little Merman, for coming to Newsy's Nook. Hey, Newsy. Thank you for having me. Of course. So you have been to Capcom before. So how did this one compare to the last one you went to? So um, having been to the previous Capcom in 2020 before COVID, um, going into this one, I was a bit less surprised and overwhelmed um, from the first time going. But it's still a great experience because I was able to, you know, re reconnect with friends and be able to see and hang out with them in person and you know just have that moment where we can all just hang out in person where we don't actually always get that was there anything like on your to-do list that you're like oh, i didn't get to do that last time but this time i'm definitely going to do this oh my to-do list this year was to go to the orientation of the dark age playroom and actually go into the dark age playroom that was something I really wanted to do last time, but I was a bit too scared. So I was able to actually do it this time. And what did you find in the Dark Age Playroom? Could you give us any details? So with the Dark Age Playroom, uh, the orientation was, liked it a lot. They talked about consent, the rules that were allowed um, in their Dark Age Playroom. Um, I actually, in the Dark Age Playroom, I went more to watch um you know how people use like the benches um I, I i don't know what they're called but like those axes and mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i went more as kind of a learning experience for myself to see like to actually see it happen and be able to ask a few people some questions so it was more of a learning curve for me because i was like i want to try things but i've never seen it in action so at least seeing it would help me come up with ideas of what I kind of wanted it wanted to try and do in the future. Did you get to try anything? I didn't. Um, baby steps on me for this one. I just watched um, and asked questions. Is there anything that you wanted? So now that you've now that you've watched, you've had the introduction. Is there anything you want to try? Um, there was um. Something that kind of caught my eye was um, they had uh, this, this tool that is for like electric play. Okay. So that kind of 
enticed me or at least made me curious about it. So that's one thing I'm, I want to do some research on to see where I can go from there. Have you told your daddy this yet? I have not. Um, I did tell him about like the benches and, you know, getting spanked and other stuff that I saw there, but the electric play, I have yet to mention that one. I also told him about like, I kind of want to do some rope stuff as well, because I did see a bit of that there. So, but the electric play I'm, I'm holding off so I can better gather information and give him a better informed um, answer because I know he'll ask questions. <laughs> well, it sounds like the overall arching theme that I hear from everyone is like you get to experience age play and all of its wonderful facets in like one place. So you can like go home and be like, oh, I want to try that. Oh, I want to try that. Would you say like that's like the vibe of Capcom is just like try what you want, explore what you want. Like it's a very explorative environment. Oh, for sure. You will be able to explore deeper into your little side. If in my case, this year was more of the dark age play side. You can, you know, there was baby first as well as pet play in some scenarios. So you have a wide array of subcultures and different like mixtures of people like being able to come together and, you know, collaborate or even learn a few things from each other there. So it is very much an explorative thing and a huge insight to whoever who goes. Was is there one moment that that stands out to you among the rest? One one person you may have met or like one experience you may have had that you're like, wow, like this is really special. So I can't narrow it down to one specific moment, but um, for me, it's always the interaction with people. I loved being able to see the people, some people that I have never met in person and getting able to at least say hi, hanging out with them for a bit and just seeing people already knew like a puppy and just being having that time to hang out all over again. Did you go with anyone or did you go by yourself? Uh, I went with puppy um, this time. So it was pretty fun. We got to got to room together and party it up for the most part did you stay out super late no that was one of the rules of cap get some sleep so i was a good boy this time and got sleep <laughs> you did oh i kept seeing people on instagram and twitter that were like 6 a.m crew stayed up all night i'm like oh my gosh this seems more like a rave than it is a convention oh well i guess the latest i fell asleep was like 3 30 but that's early in Capcom time. <laughs> oh, got it. So what advice could you give to someone that like, let's say they get they got super jealous seeing all the pictures and all the experiences and hearing about all the experiences, what piece of advice could you give them if they wanted to go to a future event? Ooh, that, that's, um, that's an interesting question. I would say if you want to go to a future event, I know what held me back always at the beginning was, um, you know, being nervous, not knowing anyone. Um, even if, even if you loosely know people online, still go. Everyone at CAP is super friendly. Um, even if you don't know anyone, 
you will have people like you can easily walk up to someone or you know someone might come up to you because there's like a buddy's table and they'll be like hey you want to hang out or and you'll be able to get to know that person better you know have someone there like and be able to grow kind of a friend circle at CAF. So I know that that was kind of one thing that always held me back at the beginning, like, oh, uh, you know, I don't know anyone. Um, besides that, I know many different people have many different reasons not to go. Um, if I know financially, it's a big burden uh, to do it, especially with airfare and all the cost of all that. But if you're able to like roommate with people, um, you know, find people on Instagram that are going Twitter. I know there's Fat Life channels, but I'm not on Fat Life, so I can't really speak on that. But getting a roommate for sure helps for Cap. Was it easier for you to find a roommate? Um, in this case, yeah, I was um, just because I, um, I had already known someone that was going. But even lat, even in 2020, when I was a bit kind of newer. Ongoing, I still was able to like make a friend and say, "Hey, um, is it fine? Like, if I room with you?" And even then, like it was, it's all all about just asking. No one's gonna say no. Everyone knows that hey, Capcom's very expensive, so everyone's more than willing to you know save money. Of course, people might ask you a few questions like, "Hey, you know, get let's get to know each other or something," but. For the most part, everyone's very open to like grooming with people and growing that experience for someone else. I love it. So basically what I'm what I'm hearing is you could totally go to Capcom alone and make a ton of friends. I believe so, yes. I think that's kind of how I felt during 2020 uh, Capcom. And still this year, I felt like, you know, I could easily make new friends. No one there is going to, you know, we're all being babies. No one there is going <laughs> to judge you for being a baby. So, Well, thank you, Max Toddler Life, for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about Capcom. Totally welcome. I love it. Yay. So you participated in the talent show. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, I did. Um, I saw um, that they were holding a talent show on the app schedule that they gave us, uh, which we could use to see all of the events and special things that were happening this week. Um, and I was like, oh, that sounds like fun because I'm a performer as well, besides my ABDL, and I would love to do that. So on Friday, the audition was in the morning, so I signed in. I was a little bit, uh, I was doubting myself though for a little bit because I was like, hmm, uh, normally I do it in drag because I'm also a drag queen and I was like, I didn't bring any, so sh sh should I just sing as a little? So I did that. Um, I knew immediately what song I wanted to do and that was I Am What I Am from the musical uh, La Cage of Falls. Ooh, that's and, such a good one. Right? I love it so much. It has a beautiful message and I thought this message is is perfect for a ABDL convention or a little convention. And um, so I did the audition. I felt really good about it. And then they told me that the call sheet would be up that afternoon, but I couldn't find it anywhere that afternoon. Uh, so the next morning I came back um, around 11-ish in the morning and um, I had a appointment for a class that I wanted to attend, but then I saw a sheet hanging on the uh, on the wall saying, "For the people who've made it, 
uh, the rehearsal starts at 11 and it was already 11:40. so i was like oh my god if i made it i totally like forgot about the whole rehearsal but then right after i asked someone hey um did i made it i just want to know and i'm sorry that i missed the rehearsal and they were like oh you're totally fine you did made it sorry that, that it wasn't as clear for you sorry that you didn't know uh, but you're, you will be totally fine. Just uh, come here around six tonight and then um, we'll fill you in with all the details. So I was accepted. I, I was really happy about that. And um, what did, then, you, uh, did you sing the same song for the actual talent show or did you sing a different song? Yes. You sing yes, the same, I did, same song? Yeah, I did the same song. Yeah, I did. How oh, fun. What did you wear? Like, what kind of like onesie did you wear for? <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to wear any specific brands because all of the vendors who uh, who were lavendering at Capcom were there in the audience to uh, promote also their stuff in between. In between, like after five acts, that would have been, there came commercials about the vendors. So like Rears had a commercial, or or if you had a commercial and stuff like that, and they would like promote new items. And I was like, I don't want to wear one specific brand because. Uh, I'm like I'm supporting all of them, so I I wore a really cute um, polo uh, sweater that I got from America from uh, Winnie the Pooh. It's a sticker and it was it, it was really cute. It was like um, orange and white striped, and then with Tigger on my on, on one of my uh, on my chest, and then I had overalls with uh, what was actually a real Disney overalls with patches on it from Winnie the Pooh so I was in like full Winnie the Pooh it was like a vibe of toddler's first day of preschool oh that's super cute wow I didn't know right? Capcom was such like high quality like mega event like they had commercials and stuff yeah it was huge yeah um in between uh like after like five acts some of the vendors who were um there had a, a commercial made about uh, launching the new items that will come like next year or in a few months or items that they're working on or new conventions that are being held uh, next year and then th they were promoting that oh super fun uh did was there a winner of the talent show or did everyone get a prize there were four winners of the talent show um a winner a a winner b a winner d and then and a winner l and um, every winner got the same uh, prize. And I won L. I won the lover part. Aww, that's so cute. I you, got the, like big, yeah, right? you got like I a big, you got like a big pin, right? Yeah. Oh my God. It was so fun. I, I was like the, the, the judges and the uh, audience's favorite. So that's what that prize stands for. The other oh. ones was for um, most crazy talent or the most uh, amazing costume and stuff. And I just loved it. It was really fun. We got, um, our prize was a free pack of diapers from ABU, a free pack of diapers from, I think it was my inner baby. Um, and then some items that we could retrieve from the ABDL Denver store. Um, and it was really, really fun. And of course, the biggest prize that we got was a free ticket for next year. Wow, you get to go next year for free. That's crazy. Exactly. That's it's it's insane. Oh my god, I can't believe that I'm going back. It's so great. Well, since you are going back uh for the next one, what piece of advice would you tell someone that 
has never been to Capcom before? It can be very overwhelming. I didn't expect this to be this big when I came. And I was like, I've never seen so many littles in one room. So it's really overwhelming. Um, what I just suggest is look around, have fun, don't be insecure and talk with people. Like if, if you're like, if you're like going alone and you, you don't know what to do, just go talk with people and people will also talk, talk with you. Summer Cap sounds like a huge success. I have loved and even gotten a little jealous from everyone's awesome pictures. If you want to tell me about your experience, I have posted a link in the show notes for you to send me an audio message I will put in future episodes. Alright kiddos, in honor of this being my 50th episode, I thought what better way to show how much I have grown as an ABDL than to be completely humiliated by Brositter. Well, thank you Brositter for coming to Newsy's Nook. Of course, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So, mm -hmm. we've worked together before. We worked together mm -hmm. for Locktober and you made fun little October audios of checking locked boys <laughs> locks and they were very mm -hmm. successful. Where, where did you discover this gift of creating really, really hot audio? Well, that's a good question. So it's funny because I initially, when I started in the community um, about seven years ago, which, wow, it's been a long time back on Tumblr. Um, Cause I started my blog in 2015 and I'm a little as well, because I'm a switch. And when I first started, it was just me doing diaper stuff and, you know, typical like take a picture diaper and blah, 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 blah. Um, but then one of my friends, I had never big before. One of my friends was like, hey, could you make me like a video? It's like POV style where you're like making fun of me for wearing diapers. And I was like, sure, <laughs> like, I guess I can do that. Mm -hmm. And so I like, sat down and I filmed this POV style video. It was just very stern. And, you know, I turned on my daddy voice and um, posted it and it just took off. It was like totally like way beyond what I was expecting. People loved it. People ate it up. And it was funny for me. Cause like, that was not something that I thought I could do. It was not something that I thought that I was good at. Mm -hmm. And it really resonated with people. And so I started doing more. And so what I found was like, people really connected with that side of me more so than my little side. And I think that the community's kind of starved of bigs. So I started kind of developing this daddy persona a little bit on my blog um, and that kind of snowballed. And so then when we switched to Twitter, um, I wanted to have a place where I could dom and, and do all that kind of stuff. And I also found that like people weren't really doing audio stuff so much. They were like, you know, cause everybody's seen the, you know people will get on camera and they'll just wet the diaper silently. And then they'll turn out the camera. And that's, you know. So I was like, I want to do something unique. I want to do something different. And I love stories. It's how I grew up in the community. And so, yeah, I started kind of focusing on writing stuff out and reading stuff and creating, you know, fiction and literatica. Um, and the funny thing is how I found the daddy voice was like, I took a psychology class. And the thing that they teach you and when you're, when you're a parent and when you're dealing with, with actual children is if you want somebody to listen to you, you look them in the eye, you don't yell at them, you look them in the eye and you deepen your voice and you like are very stern and very focused. And that really makes, you know, it makes a big difference when you're dealing with like young people. And so I was like, well, I'll just do that. And that's kind of where my daddy voice came from is like deepening my voice that. and being very stern. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I'm very, I'm much more like, you know, 
some queen realness over here. But like when I get in daddy mode, it's much more, it's much more stern. So it's kind of funny. I wasn't initially a daddy, but then I kind of learned and felt it out. So, yeah. I love that. And you bring up such a good point. The community starved of bigs and it's, I don't even mm-hmm. think it's that it's starved of bigs. It's starved of, of bigs that give us attention, right? Like we have mm. all these, I've seen so many profiles of like, I'm a dumb, I'm a daddy. Mm. They'll like post only like once a year. Or write like they're like the lurking accounts where they'll like message you like, hey, I'm a daddy. Can I baby you? And it's like, where's your content? Where's your like, where's your receipts? Right. And I think what people gravitate towards yours other than the audio is that you you are giving back in some I don't even know if that's the right phrase to use. But like you give us audios and you give us content that accelerates our fantasies or fuels our fantasies. And I totally get you on the whole silent wedding video. They drive me crazy. <laughs> well, it's like it's hot every once in a while, but then eventually it's just like, click. What? Right, and sometimes you don't click. even hear the wedding part. You're just like, yeah, I need to, I need to watch this. My eyes are doing right. other things. Well, I'm like, I'm a very verbally driven person. Like anytime I'm either having sex or doming or whatever, I want either me or my sub to be very verbal because I find that to be a big turn on, but it's also like, it's more interactive and I get to communicate. And so for me, it's like, and I love role play. And I think you see that with, with my content. Like I love to, I think it's hotter when you have a story attached and you can kind of latch onto something a little bit in the scenario. And so for me, I'm like, I wish people were more verbal with like their content, not to like knock anybody, but I just enjoy that more. I think that I tend to gravitate more towards content that is more verbal and more communicative because mm-hmm. that's how I am. And so that's kind of why like I am more verbal with with what I do because I think it's, I just think it's hotter, you know? Yeah, and you bring up a good point, you know, attaching a story to it. Because I remember when we first started talking, you gave me this fun, I don't remember all the details, but it was like, I just came back from the gym Mm-hmm. I like drink all this water and you were like, oh, are you like a good little jock boy and drinking all your water? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And then you made me say things out loud, which are is very, it does put you in a headspace more quickly when you yeah. have your, when you have your sub say things out loud because it's forcing mm-hmm. them to think about it that way. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's funny because like, again, like I love role play, but part of like role play is there's always like a little element of truth to it. And I think like, for me, like I, that's my favorite thing to do is like get a sub to say it out loud. Even like when I'm taking a sub like out in public or doing something, even if I'm trying to be subtle about it, you know, I like saying the word diaper, right? People don't like to say the word diaper. I don't know why, but people are very afraid of it. I found that people get very nervous saying it, which is funny because, you know, when you're, you know, padded out and, you know, you're in little tight shorts or whatever, you know, and you're out in public. And if you're an exhibitionist like me, that's exciting enough. But there's something about saying the word diaper and using it in a sentence that forces you to kind of think about it and forces you to kind of express it and put it out there. And um, I think people get nervous about that. And I, I like exploiting that a little bit. I like making people say it, you know, which is why usually when I, when a sub wants a diaper change, I make them ask. I don't just have it like type it out. Like I make them say it because I think it's better that way. I think it's more fun. Even if I'm playing online, you know, I'll have them record like, you know, I need a diaper change or whatever. Can we hear you say diaper in your daddy voice one time? <laughs> sure. Diaper. It's so, it's, <laughs> it's so guttural. I love it. And then you bring up <laughs> such a good point too. 
role play connected to truth because uh-huh. I don't know. I live like I'm just gonna say it. I don't think Santa Barbara's a kinky town, but I live here anyway. <laughs> this is yeah. my home, and mm-hmm. you know when I say the word role play and like I have done it a few times here in town it's always so extreme right like they always think of such mm-hmm. extreme scenes where it's like why can't we start at like an even like playing field mm-hmm. and then accelerate right let's talk about you know you were saying that you learned how to be a big bro and it came with like the psychology of the voice and stuff mm-hmm. was it a learning curve for you to become a big bro was it always there absolutely no it was it was it's funny because um without giving too many details i'm the youngest in my family and i'm the youngest of the youngest so like i was at the bottom of the food chain growing up which i think is part of why i'm a little it's because i have that frustration of of like not being treated like an adult Mm -hmm. and the funny thing for me was like i always strived to be on top and be in charge and that never really happened for me and so being a big is fun because it's like oh yeah like i get to do that but it was a learning curve for me because i i definitely like at first it was like, oh, I'm not actually used to like being the grown up, you know, being the grown up and in, in charge of people. And I, I had to kind of feel that out. But also I think that this is one of the things I think is kind of interesting is I find that the best doms or the best bigs are also littles or have been a sub. I find that they, because we understand the psychology of what you're looking for, or at least what we're looking for. Obviously we can't speak for everybody, but you know, I know for me, like when I big, I'm doing something that I want someone to do to me, or at least I'm informed because I've been in their position. And so I think that helped me fill it out a little bit is creating the kind of content that I wanted. Like I want to do just feel, because I would listen to hypnos all the time, right? Like when I first started out and I kind of wanted like someone to just make an audio, just talking to me, like I'm a little boy, right? Like, and that I needed a diaper change or whatever. And it just wasn't that. And so I think like, that helped me kind of feel that out of like, what content do I want? You know, what content do I want to see? Um, and I think that kind of helped me feel it out and just experiencing that and experiencing being in that role. I think like, yeah, I think that built up a lot of, you know, big calluses, I guess you could say. Like, I feel like I felt that out a little bit more just by making the content that I wanted to see. Right. And I think what gives your audio so much meat is that they are kind of in a way just talking right? It's like the one you you told the one you sent me earlier of just, you know, a boy wearing short, like the khaki short alls giving mm-hmm. all, us all these details. Um, even your other videos, it's just like, you know, let me check your diaper. Oh, it's wet. Like, right, like you give us all these audio, all these like long form mm-hmm. audios in which makes your videos longer, because that's another pet peeve of mine of when people make audios, they're like five seconds long. It's like, let me check your mm-hmm. audio. Let me check your diaper. End of video. It's wet. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, you know bye. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like yeah. let me change you. And then like the audio stops and it's like, no, keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep the right. fantasy alive. Yeah, no, it's fun. But yeah, no, I agree. It, sometimes it can be just a little bit too short for my taste. Right. So if someone wanted to build up their big bro skills what what tips could you give them i would definitely because the thing that's interesting is i find that like there's no one size fits all approach to being a big obviously like and that's the thing that i found is what works for some people in being a dominant doesn't work for other people and what works for some people as a submissive doesn't work for other people and so for me it's like 
I think part of it is there's a, there's a repertoire of different things you can bring out, right? Like for me, I don't think everything has to be sexual, but like, I think that there's a certain toolkit that you have to have. Like for me, like, I think that reminding a little of how little they are by doing silly little things like praise. I think people forget how important praise can be. I'm like, wow, like that's so cool. Like talking to somebody like they're four years old is bigger than just like, you're going to put your diaper on right now. It's also just like, like, oh my gosh, your coloring page is so cool. Wow. That is like so awesome. Like talking to them like that is very, it can shrink them down without you having to be overly dominant. Cause I think sometimes people, they have this thing of like, I got to be really dominant. I got to put these big boy pants on. And that works sometimes, but also feeling the comfort level of being in the big role also has to be like, you just know you are, you know that you're in the big role, you're confident in it. So it's just sort of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like we're going to change your diaper right here. This is what we're going to do. You know, being kind of nonchalant about it, I think helps, but yeah, like feeling it out with your sub, I think is a really important part of it because it's, it is not one size fits all. And so I think like communicating with the person that you're bigging and what makes them feel little is like a very important part, you know, cause for me, like, I love being tickled. It makes me feel little. I love playing with toys when I'm little. I have a whole collection of Barbies because I love Barbies. And that's what makes me feel little, but not everybody feels that way. Some people don't like toys. Like my fiance does not connect with toys. That's not really what he likes. He likes more like, you know, coloring and listening to music and snuggling and stuffed animals. But for me, it's like Barbie dolls and like TV shows and stuff like that. And so like as a big, knowing the toolkit that your little has and exploiting that, I think is much more effective than, you know, just domineering, which can work, but like also sometimes it falls flat if you don't have that, you know, bedrock of understanding your sub and what makes them tick. I say this with all the love. Do you find power in the fact that one, you you know, I have the honor of seeing you, but you mm-hmm. you hide your face very well in all of your content. Do you do you have <laughs> yep. do you hold and you actually don't give us your real voice a whole lot? No. In all of your audios. Do you find power in that your pedestrian self is kind of on the femme side, but like your mm-hmm. hot content is on the dom side? Do you find power yep. in that? Absolutely. It's funny because like I I think about that a lot. Like I am this like I paint my nails, I collect Barbies, I wear earrings. I My favorite color is pink. I'm very femme. Um, love drag, love all that, you know, very, very, very femme. Um, big nerd, love video games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like a big geeky nerd, like, and that tends to be my little side is like just sort of like diapers and N64 and stuff like that. But then my, yeah, my big side is so different. It's such a departure, which I think is fun because it is another side of me. But I think that that's fun because like for me, it's like um, and I get it in my other because I'm in I'm a dom in other communities as well. Like like I'm a I'm a feeder in the gaming community. And it's fun for me because like I'm a cub, you know, and I'm making guys get fat, you know, and I'm a nerd and I'm making big jock boys wear diapers. Right. Like I think that there's a certain hotness to that of like, wow, like you wouldn't expect someone who's kind of a cinnamon roll to be like bossing because like I, you know, this other thing is funny is like I was raised very christian very very christian very conservative and now i'm this like daddy dom who's domed like hundreds of men right and that's the thing that's kind of fun about it is it's like people not looking at me might not assume that but that's who i am and i think it's kind of fun to get away with it a little bit do you have a favorite dom scene like that you love to go to 
<laughs> it's funny if you talk to any of my subs you'll find that i have themes because usually what i do with a sub is i will pick a scenario i'll ask them a few things i'll be like hey so like what outfits do you have do you have any fun costumes do you have any fun like uh you know uniforms anything i can play with story-wise because what i usually do with the sub is i'll have them play out a role play scenario that i like you know uh it could be like a hot shot lawyer um gets diapered by his intern or it could be like you know, what, one of the ones that I tend to go to a lot is um, a plumber. I've done that scene so many times. And it's funny because I've actually diapered a plumber before. But like the funny thing is like, yeah, I'll have like, you know, he'll bend over the sink and his ass is in the air. And that's a stereotypical thing, right? But then there's that diaper poking out. So it's like this masculine guy, but he's got this big wet, wet diaper. Mm-hmm. And that's a go-to for me. I usually do that role play because I just find it really hot. I find scenarios like that really hot. Um, but yeah, I have a few go-tos like that. I'll, you know, I do... A lot of role play like that. I'll have I'll pick a scenario that fits the guy that I'm working with, right? Because like if he's this like kind of you know sporty little baseball jock, I'm gonna do a baseball scene with a baseball uniform. I'm not gonna do a big hunky, hefty, chunky plumber, you know. But if I'm doing you know someone else who's you know maybe more mature, I might do like a professor scene where he's in a big thick diaper and he's trying to lecture. You know, I've done stuff like that many times. And I think it's fun to have their personality play into the scene. So, you know, those are some of, go- some of my go-tos, but it kind of depends on the guy a little bit. I'm still stuck on the plumber one. <laughs> it's so out there. <laughs> it really is, but it is funny. It's like, I think there, because when you watch like traditional porn, there's certain things you get over and over again. And there are so many plumber scenes where there's a guy and he's this big hunky guy and he's bent over and his ass is in the air and his butt's hanging out of his pants. And I'm like, there's something very hot about that. It's very, there's a little bit of exposure. And then, you know, for our community, it's like bending over, squatting down, reaching high to let that waistband show is a big thing. And so for me, it lets me kind of explore, exploit that a little bit. Your toilet's not working. You have to use a diaper. Mm-hmm. You have to call the plumber. The plumber's wearing. The whole story builds itself. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, sometimes maybe they get a little bit confused and maybe the, uh, the, pipe from the the sink ends up in the back of their diaper and they end up with a very big swollen diaper that's happened before who knows follow-up question mm-hmm. tips for for littles right like mm-hmm. yes half the conversation is like oh i have to be big i have to be dom mm-hmm. but then also like what do you like what do you like littles to do when you are playing with them I really like, um, obviously communication is like the most important thing to me. Um, for me, like what I like a little to do is I like a mix of like communicating your needs, but also trusting that I know what's in mind. Because for me, it's like, I won't enjoy the scene as a scene as a big, if you're not enjoying yourself. And so for me, it's like communicating your needs, communicating what you want. Um, but also having a healthy mix of trusting that even if I'm pushing you a little bit, it's going to be for the betterment of the scene or the betterment of you or whatever, right? Like if I have someone who is interested in exhibitionism, like I want to push them, but not too much, but there's that healthy balance in between where as a dominant, I have a level of experience with the thing that I bring to the scene, but I also have to know that the little like is capable of doing that and is comfortable with doing that. So Mm -hmm. there's a balance that has to happen where like they have to give and take, you know? Cause for me, it's like, that's the whole thing about that relationship between a big and a little is there's a lot of give and take because there is a level of power that a little has that I don't think they realize. And sometimes it can make the scene awkward if there's not an understanding of, um, you know, 
the balance because, you know, you can tell somebody to go and take their pants off in a parking lot, which I've done, but if they're not comfortable doing that, that might not be hot for them and that might ruin the scene. So communicating, you know, but also they might want to be pushed to do that. I literally did had a guy do that last night. So it's one of those things like sometimes people like to be pushed. Um, but yeah, I really like communicating with littles. I, but yeah, I think as a fun thing, like I love just like super littling a guy out, like cutting his food up for him. I like, um, you know, putting on a cartoon. I like bringing out blankets and making a blanket fort. It's like one of my favorite things to do. It's my favorite thing to do when I'm little, but I think it's fun to do with littles too. Has any other big bros ever asked you to, to dom them? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's happened a few times. Yep. Um, There have been a few in particular uh, from the Twitter sphere who I was like, oh, wow. Do you want me to dom you? Okay. We can do that. Are you allowed to say names? (laughs) That's the thing that's funny. Like for me, like I, it's actually, it's a funny thing. Um, I am very private with like who I play with because for me, it's like, it's the core of, for me as a dom, it's like, I try to make an effort to like never really share unless they're comfortable or they've given me headway, which is why I don't post always that much because mm-hmm. I only ever post when I like have their consent, but also like, I don't even talk about who I dom uh, because it's mm-hmm. like a big thing for me, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's been, it's been a big, few big people, but I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to mention it. I know that also sounds like, oh, he's lying. <laughs> like, no, I believe, he's lying. No, he's I believe like, you. Oh, I know you are. I know you do. I'm just saying. But yeah, no, it's been a few. It's been a few guys, and it's been fun. What? But. What? Um. Do you? I'm just asking out of pure, pure horniness. But like, mm-hmm. what? What? <laughs> how extreme do you? I'm just gonna ask it. Is messing on the table for any of these audios? <laughs> oh, for like an audio I would make? Yeah, or if or if like, I guess what I'm asking is like limits. Like, do you set your mm. limits when you do your audios? Do you, do you set your limits when you do your scenes? Sometimes, but typically for me, like audios are things I find hot. So they tend to not include, because like I like messing sometimes. It's not mm. a thing I don't do. Mm. I have messed like two weeks ago, messed my underwear. And that oh. happens, you know? No, it was, it was on purpose. It was fine. Okay. Uh, but it was one of those things, like I do it seldomly, um, but like it definitely can show up in my content. I've seen some people ask for it. Um, and so I actually have been trying to work on adding it more. I know that I think, did I do a messy hypno? I think I did a messy hypno. If not, I'm working on a messy <laughs> I just had a really long break because I had a really long contract I was working on where I didn't have privacy, but now I'm like actually focused on making content. So that actually could be happening. I just, I, it's, it's, um, it's a limit I have sometimes in a scene, but definitely something I could do um, in an audio. I'd be willing to do it. I've done, I used to do commission audios where I charge by the minute and I would just, and I probably would do that again, but I would just record whatever someone wanted to hear. And I've had some people request some pretty wacky stuff, not to say king shame wacky, but just stuff that's like, oh, interesting. I didn't even know that was a cake. Okay. And so I'd like record that. So for me, it's like, it's more of the limits of like, if it's something illegal, obviously I'm not going to do it, but it's one of those things like, you know, I'm just comfortable making people happy, you know, and making people feel little and excited. So not off the table, I wouldn't say. Right. And going back to like playing with a little, I, what I Mm -hmm. loved about when we did a little session all those months ago was 
-hmm. it felt very improv-y right Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like yes and it's it's the Mm -hmm. trust of you give me something to do and i say yes and or like what you were saying like you know if it's if the little doesn't like something i think you asked me like to go into the front yard and piss my pants and i was like oh they're Mm -hmm. trimming the trees Mm -hmm. but can i yes and to the backyard and you were like Mm -hmm. okay fine but you're gonna do this now so it was Mm. so i thought that was kind of fun and it kind of like flexed my improv skills a little bit and i think that's so important in a scene is like yes and or yes and Mm. but can we do this right no and i think that's the thing that's important is like being able to be flexible and like do stuff on the fly you know and like it could, you know, you could be going in one direction and you'd have to like change direction, you know, and like change up what you're thinking about doing, which, you know, because like if I asked you right now, like stand up and show me your diaper, would you do it? Yes. So do it. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Undo the snaps for me so we can see the diaper. Good job. Oh, is that an alpha? Mm-hmm. That is so cool. What's the number on the front? Do you know? Uh, it's a three. Good job. That is a three. Nicely done. And can we see the back? There we go. Oh, it's soggy, huh? Do you have a big soggy diaper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you need a diaper change? Maybe. Maybe. Are we gonna change your diaper? Uh, Maybe are we gonna just leave it on? Might be fun to kind of leave it on, huh? It could be fun to leave it on. Could be fun to leave it on. I think we're gonna leave it on, but I think I still wanna hear you say, I think I need a diaper change. Can you do that for me? I need a diaper change. Mm -hmm. Why do you need a diaper change? Cause I'm soggy. Mm -hmm. You have a big full diaper, huh? I have a very big full diaper. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, do big boys have big full diapers? No, they have no. underwear. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm wearing, I'm wearing underwear. You're not wearing underwear, are you? No, I'm wearing a diaper. Mm-hmm. A big, thick diaper, right? A very a big, big, a big, heavy diaper, right? A very big, heavy diaper. Mm-hmm. It's your nighttime diaper. You should have changed your diaper, shouldn't you? But it felt really good. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. You kind of like having a big wet diaper, huh? Mm-hmm. Do big boys like having big wet diapers? No. No. So what are you? A baby. Mm-hmm. You're not a big boy. Because big boys wouldn't wear big, heavy, wet diapers, and big boys certainly wouldn't like wearing big, heavy, wet diapers, would they? No. No. And since you're a little boy, do you think that means you get to be in charge? No. No, probably not. Because, you know, big boys get to be in charge. And if you're a little boy, you probably need to just do what the big boy says. And I'm a big boy, aren't I? Am I a big boy? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a super big boy, aren't I? Yeah. Remember we even talked about, do you remember what we talked about? That, like, I got to tell big boys what to do? Do you remember that? Yeah, you made them do all these things. Mm Mm-hmm, that's right. And uh, so I'm kind of a super big boy, aren't I? Like a yeah. super big boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do super big boys get to tell little boys what to do? 
Yes. Yeah. So maybe I should be in charge, huh? Maybe I should be in charge of the podcast from now on, huh? But it's my podcast. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. I think that that's, it's probably for big boys to do, right? It's a lot of work doing a podcast and it's a lot of responsibility. And I mean, you're sitting there in a onesie and a big heavy wet diaper. Are you sure you can be a big boy and do a podcast? I don't know. I don't think you should be able to host. I think I might be, I might be the host from now on, at least to the end of this episode, right? You're going to take over my podcast? I think so. At least for today, I, th- I think you've kind of proven that you're not a big boy. And then maybe I should be in charge, right? It's not that soggy. It's just mm. a little soggy. It's pretty soggy. And we're not going to change your diaper because it, it looks kind of nice. And I think you kind of like it. But we definitely, we need a reminder. Can you tell everybody that you need a diaper change? Go ahead and tell your, your listeners that you need a diaper change. I need a diaper change. Good boy. Go and tell your listeners that you're a little boy who wears big, heavy diapers and that you don't deserve to be in charge. Go and say that. I'm a little boy that wears big, soggy diapers. What was the last part? (laughs) And that you don't deserve to be in charge. And I don't deserve to be in charge. Good job. such a baby, I can't remember things. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay that you don't always remember stuff. That's what big boys are for, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to give over the the control of the rest of the podcast to me. Well, it's been great to interview you, buddy. Can you say bye-bye to all your listeners for me? Say bye-bye. 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 There we go. Good boy. Good boy. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. It's been great interviewing Newsy Baby. But I think that he might need a diaper change. So we probably need to go. Well, maybe not right away. Maybe we'll just maybe we'll figure out how to enjoy that big, big heavy wet diaper before we go are you gonna enjoy that big heavy wet diaper yeah it already has Mm -hmm. stickies in it oh already yeah last night wow wow we'll probably have to go ahead and make some more stickies but all right well this has been a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening bye (laughs) Bye -bye. (laughs) bye-bye Ha! It's no secret that I'm a mega-soaker. Sometimes I just put on a diaper, drink a little water, and bam, I'm leaking all over the place. And I'm left thinking, is it me? Am I the soaker? And then I found North Shore's Mega Maxes. Have you seen them? They say they can last up to 12 hours. 12 hours! I know! And they come in a variety of colors like white, pink, tie-dye, and blue. My favorites is blue. And the best part is, it's anti-odor, so I can be my little stinker self all I want. If you want to get your grabby hands on them, just look in the show notes of this episode. I got you. It's like what North Shore always says, be dry, be confident, be you.